0: Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of the Filipino American Woman Project. I am your founder and producer and co-host Jen Amos and really quick, if you notice that my audio sounds different, that's because I have recently changed systems and I was having some technical difficulties with my microphone and so as always, I appreciate your grace as I just do this anyway. So I hope you hear me pretty clearly right now. But i promise you once the interview begins i will sound amazing as i usually do thanks to my microphone all right it's not just any other episode this is actually the start of filipino american history month so let me say welcome to the month of filipino american history month where we celebrate filipino american history i mean what else right if this is your first episode to the show, I highly encourage you to listen to the last episode, episode 70 with Nicole Moshali because she is the epitome, like her family is the epitome of Filipino American history documented, especially in the Bay Area over there in California, San Francisco. So I highly encourage you to listen to that. So lately, if you've been following the show, you may have noticed that I don't do these types of recordings anymore, but again, because this is a special month, I want to go ahead and talk to you about Filipino American History Month here for a little bit. According to the Filipino American National Historical Society, this year's theme for Filipino American History Month is the history of Filipino American activism. And this is what they said on their website, which you can visit the show notes to learn more about the current theme, which is Filipino-American activism. So this is quoted from the website. We believe this theme is particularly crucial in 2020 as it is a key election year and we are living amidst a pandemic and mass movement towards racial justice. Thus, we encourage of our chapters and communities to reflect on decades of filipino-american activism in order to inspire and foster our civic responsibility in the filipino-american community so what does this mean for you toward the end of the month nani and i are going to bring a special guest to the show. And uh, this is actually a familiar guest. And if you have been following along, the hint is that I like to bring up this amazing woman quite often when it comes to our Filipino American history. So if you know who that is, if you know who I'm talking about, I also don't like to mention her name because she's super humble and she always tells me not to do it. So I'm going to save that for the special episode. Until then, I encourage all of you to celebrate Filipino American History Month with us by sharing who do you consider an admirable Filipino American activist and why? Ideally, a Filipino American woman, but it doesn't have to be limited to that. So, if there is someone, whether it's past or present, that you want to highlight this month as a Filipino American activist, feel free to send us a text message or a voice message at 415. 484 8329. Again, if you want to participate this month with us and really promote and highlight Panay activists in our Filipino American history, again, it doesn't have to just be a woman. So we encourage you to text us or leave a voice message that we can play on the show, no big deal, at 415 484 8329. Again, this is Jen Amos and I want to thank you so much for listening to this announcement. I hope that you will participate with us for the Filipino American History Month. And with that said, please enjoy this next interview. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Filipino American Woman Project. My name is Jen Amos. Your, are I have a lot of titles, I guess. I'm the founder, producer and co-host, because I can't do it all, (laughs) of the show, and as always, I have my incredible co-host with me. The show would not be possible without her and her love and her support. Nani Dominguez. Nani, welcome back. Oh, thank you, Jen, and welcome back, everyone. All right, so we are excited because we have an exciting interview today. One thing that I have come to enjoy about doing this project, Nani, is just the collaborative opportunities that have come out of it. You know, we have people who've been on our show, people who recommend people on our show, people who have met each other because of they heard of each other throughout the show and then they wanted to do projects on the side. And we've been featured in stuff. And then now we want to bring those people who featured us onto our show. (laughs) And so that's what we're going to get into today. Before we do that, though, I do have some announcements so that I don't have to do any pre-recording. First of all, if you feel compelled to reaching out to us and this conversation has resonated with you, we have a phone number. You can text us or leave us a voice message at 415-484-8329. Or that's the letters T-F-A-W as in the Filipino American woman. So once again, if you are listening to this and you're on your phone, you might as well save it anyway. It's 415-484-8329. And real quickly, we actually had someone text us recently, right, Nani? We did. Yeah, I'm going to pull it up. Oh, (laughs) we did. I thought you were talking about my cousin. Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) But no, we had someone else. (laughs) Yeah, we did. Okay, I'm going to read it real quick. Okay, Um, great here we go. So, and Nani, you left a oh. kind love letter and everything. So let me see here. So we got a text message. This is from Mary, her Instagram handle is Mary X love. That's L O V number three, Mary X love three. Wait, yeah, the E is a number three. And she says, hi, Jen and Nani. I just wanted to say, I love your podcast. I thoroughly enjoy hearing the lovely stories of our Filipina community. It's so interesting that we can come from such different backgrounds, but we have foundational similarities. Thank you both so much for putting in the time and effort in such a great project. And then I'm just gonna kind of like read through this because she's recommending people. Yeah, that's it. I'm just going to thank you both so much for putting in the time and effort into such a great project. So Mary, thank you so much for being a, I mean, within a year, long time listener since we started this podcast and for texting us. It's great to hear from you. I think I
1: remember interacting with Mary a lot on Instagram when we used to be more active on there. So she has been one of our day ones. So shout out to you, Mary. Thank you so much for your support and your love and for your what do you call it? Requests for people to interview. So, we will definitely get those people that you want to see on the show on our list to invite for season three when we reopen again for interviews because we're full already for season two.
0: Yeah, I mean, we don't know when we're going to end season two. It kind of just depends on our mood. It's like, oh, maybe it's a good time to wrap up <laughs> on this number. But anyway, we are planning on doing interviews again soon. I mean, I don't know at the time of this recording, it'll probably be the time we do it again. But yes, yeah, stay tuned. We will reach out and thank you for those recommendations. So Nani and I are practicing healthy social media boundaries. I feel like I've always had a love-hate relationship with social media because my background is online marketing. And once I moved away from it, I was like, oh, I still have to do this. And then now with the pandemic, (laughs) it's like the one way, (laughs) the one way you can stay in touch with people. You can't escape uh, it. Yeah, yeah, I can't (laughs) escape it. It's part of me. I have no choice. But, you know, Nani and I are practicing healthy social media boundaries. And the reason why I say that is if you are wondering why we haven't responded to your messages or anything, One, that's because you can text us. We tend to respond faster there. But two, it's also because we're investing more of our time in our newsletter. And so if you want to be a part of our community, you want to get the latest updates, or you even want to contribute, just check out the show notes of this episode or visit our website, tfawproject.com and subscribe to our newsletter. We would love to have you be a part of it. This show wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for our sponsors. One of our sponsors actually mailed me a mug. I have two of them actually. So this is the black version by Raza. And wow. yeah, it's, it's pretty sleek and sexy. I feel like I should be a man holding this, but it's not just <laughs> limited to men because it was mailed to me, not my husband. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Anyway, so Raza is a really cool newsletter program for anyone that is frequently updating their blogs and they don't want to keep like copying and pasting your content into your newsletter. Instead, Raza actually pulls out your articles from your RSS feed and puts it in your newsletter for you. And so if you're looking for that kind of automation for your newsletter, consider checking out Raza and you can learn more about them in the show notes of this episode. So another thing too, one thing that I really feel like I've been advocating a lot for lately, Nani is encouraging people to leave us five-star written reviews. If you feel compelled, like anything underneath that, like it's okay. You don't need you don't need to say anything, but (laughs) don't (laughs) bother. (laughs) But for everyone else, just kidding, just kidding, (laughs) just kidding, just kidding. If anything beneath five stars, you can text me directly. Like I want to (laughs) hear (laughs) it. Like I want to know what I I can do to earn your five star. But if you feel like, oh my gosh, this is such a five star show please check out Apple Podcasts. If uh, A lot of our listeners listen from there actually, but please leave us a five-star written review on Apple Podcasts. Or you could also leave it on Podchaser, which you can find on our website, tfawproject.com. Podchaser is kind of like the Yelp of podcasting. And so that's another avenue as well. If you're not an Apple Podcasts listener and you want to leave a review for us, all right. And that's it. So we'd love to hear from you and really continue to amplify our voices and get that exposure out there and let the world know how amazing it is to be a Filipino American woman. All right. With that said, I feel like I'm making like Cheryl and, and um, Suzette like just laugh. I just see you guys like laughing in the background there. <laughs> Okay, that's that's what I do when I am not caffeinated enough. Okay, so those are all my announcements for now. And now. once again, you guys can check out the show notes of this episode to get all of that information. And please humor me because you all know by now that I worked really hard on our website. So please humor me at least and <laughs> check out our website and see how you can get a hold of us and be a part of our, of our newsletter. All right, Nani, before we introduce these two people, I just thought maybe it would be really cool to for you to share a little bit about your experience with them because you were featured a couple weeks ago on their website. So why don't we kind of like do that a little bit and then I'm going to bring them on the show. Okay. So our guest today, I
1: actually met through another previous guest that we've had on the show, Marianne who has actually teamed up with another previous guest of ours, Roanne from Calamansi Juice, and also another Pinai that we haven't interviewed yet, but she is on our list to create their own podcast called the Filipino Momcast that you guys can find on Spotify. So that's something for you guys to check out. But she hosted an affirmations workshop I think it was a couple months ago and I met both of these wonderful ladies there and then a couple weeks after we went into quarantine and they ran a special on their page like a week-long special featuring a bunch of different panays in the Instagram community on mental health and wellness so I did a little cameo for them on that and now we are returning the favor and bringing them onto our show. That was beautifully said, Nani. Thank you.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited. And I'm just happy that you did that because that week, I don't know what happened to me, but I guess I didn't <laughs> I didn't participate. <laughs> so this is my way of making up for that. All right. With that said, let's go ahead and introduce the co-founders of You Are Collective. We have with us today, Suzette Guntang and Sherelle Posades.
2: Yes, nice,
0: thank you. you. <laughs> yes, really excited. Thank you for hanging in there as we went through our announcement. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I loved it. It was like I, I was it. listening I know. to a podcast <laughs> even though we're <it'd>
0: featured. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. So just as we were talking about Nani mentioned, Nani was able to have a cameo on your show. And, you know, we are all about amplifying Panai voices and helping one another and uplifting one another and really, you know, cross promoting and letting people know like how many resources are really out there, you know, for our community. So Czette, I wanna start with you. Why don't you share or maybe you two can chime in? It's we'll see how this goes. <laughs> Depending, Maybe you guys have the same chemistry as Nani and I. But why don't you two share, how did you hear about the project and what compelled you to say, yes, I want to be on the show?
2: It was so funny because I was like, Sherelle, you can take that part.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think
2: that Nani said it well. I mean, that's how we, we came about knowing about you guys. I think a lot of it was also through social media. I know that we've been, I mean, everyone in social media knows of someone or you know somehow we're connected so I know we've seen you guys on social media even before Marianne's affirmation Mm -hmm. workshop and so and I remember like when we were in the workshop I heard was it not I heard Nanian just Nanian Nanian, right yeah and so I was like oh I think they follow us or we follow them on social media and that's how and then we were in the breakout and so it was just all connected and it was so cool I mean I think that we are just so like amazed at what you guys are doing and especially with just targeting or focusing on the Filipino-American women at that. I think it just made us excited to just want to be a part of what you guys are doing here. And like, so Sherelle and I, we've been listening to the podcast, and it's just amazing to hear all of the different Filipino-American women and all the different projects that they're working on. So I thought, oh, it'd be really cool. Sherelle actually, I think Sherelle reached out to me. Anyway, sorry, yeah. I'm, I'm probably getting on wrong. That's why I was like, "Cheryl, you should tell." Me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Actually, let me like throw it over to her. Let me." <laughs> hello. hello, hello. Hi, Cheryl. <laughs> <No>. Hi, <Sherelle.
3: laughs> Hi, I'm right here. Was, like, yeah, I think because you know, like before the affirmation workshop, like I've been following you guys since I don't know, was it through Hala Hala Collective or something like that? Oh, like, uh-huh. like, yeah, and I was like, oh man, I love what they're doing. I've been listening to podcasts like then, and it was like just for you guys to feature all these different women within like a Panai woman and hearing all their different stories that's what resonates with both Suzette and I because like we're all about the connection with women and getting to know their stories getting to know people so knowing that everyone has a story to tell and there's beauty in in that like whether through their challenges or struggles like you're able to feature that and that's what inspires us because like we want to we want to get to know and connect with more women and allow people to be comfortable to come as you are, you know. Mm. And I know that's something that you guys stand by, so like it's beautiful. And so when I heard Nani at the affirmation workshop, I was like, I recognize her voice. I've heard her voice before. <laughs> 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 I love that. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> and I think the cool thing, like, I mean, not just that you guys, you know, are all about women and we're all about women, but I feel like Cheryl and I, both of us just starting this journey with your collective and just being more connected with like amazing women. We started to see more like, oh, there's like this huge Filipino Pinay community that, yeah. we, you know, I don't know about Sherelle, like, but I wasn't really connected into that. So I think, like as we started your collective and started connecting with all these, you know, other organizations and other women, it was cool to see, like, oh, there's this big Panay community, and you know, we wanted to get plugged into that.
1: Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think that a lot of our, at least on Instagram, a lot of our followers are like probably the same like crossover between our accounts and you guys do such a good job of running your social media and making everything so presentable and pretty and yeah um, it's true (laughs) stay on top of like posting consistently so for anybody that doesn't already follow you do you guys just want to give a little bit of background on what you are collective is
3: yeah. So you are a collective is a collective of women. So we encourage women to be mindful of their mental health through creativity and through the pound words. So that's why you are a collective is the word. It's like we want to empower people or women to know that you are worthy. You are not alone. And that's why you are a collective was like brought in that way. I mean, I can get deep in this story, but it could be how this all came about and it was just I feel like you meet certain people in your life and there's a reason why they're here. There's a reason why you connected with them and you don't Mm -hmm. see it until later when everything just comes together. Mm -hmm. And so that was, that's our story. Like, Suzette reached out to me on social media to just help like for church to do social media on church. And I, I didn't know her and I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I want to meet up with you. And like, that's the thing now. Like you meet up with strangers on social media.
1: I love I That's also it's how true. Jen and I met. Yeah. We didn't yeah. get to meet in
0: person for a while, but that's yeah, the yeah. exact
1: same story. So I was just, I was just cool. thinking
0: like, we were like 40 episodes in Nani, I think before we met each <laughs> before other. Before we met. <laughs> yeah. Fun fact. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty funny.
1: <laughs> it took us a good like 6 months before we met in person. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and oh, I think wow. I think like I think like more than half of those interviews Nani like we didn't even have the camera on. Like it was just no. all audio. Yeah, it was <laughs> so, all audio. Like, <laughs> I was like, "Uh, is this
1: person real?" <laughs>
2: oh, wow. So you guys just connected on social media and then you said, "Let's do a thing together." Yeah, Yeah. it was,
0: Nani actually reached out. I think we were like six episodes into the show when she Mm -hmm. reached out and, you know, I'm the kind of person that's like, I like to jump into things with people immediately to find out quickly if we work well together or not. Like, that's just my personality. Like, let's just do it. And then like, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But it worked out for us like 65 plus episodes later. Here we are. Yeah, here we are. <laughs> yeah, so, cool.
2: wow. so I'm glad I took a
0: chance on Nani for that. And I mean, I me I was like, well, I don't want to be alone. I mean, that's part of where it came from too. I was like, I don't want to do this show alone. <laughs> it was kind of selfish. It's always selfish. But I mean, it's selfish for good reason. Cause yeah, it, it it's actually, okay. It worked out for me too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was a win-win situation. Yeah, exactly. No, we get it. Yeah, but anyway, this is not about us. Back to you too.
3: <laughs> yeah, so that's how we met. It was through social media. We ended up meeting at Panera Bread, and we realized, like, how much of our stories were aligned and how we had this heart and desire to just gather women, just to mm-hmm. be connected and to show them that they have a story and they have a reason to be here. And so... Like Suzette was already doing all these planning and I, I was an event planner too and with the church and stuff and so we're, we're like oh I re- we really like going to women conferences like that was our thing. We would go together at all these different conferences and we just thrive from there and so like to get back into like what UR Collective was I started doing my own projects where I wanted to create these cards of like affirmations cuz I watched the show 13 Reasons Why. Oh my
0: gosh. Yes. Have you guys seen show. that? Yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> I just I, I finished last season recently. Oh my goodness. Anyway, yeah, go ahead.
3: <laughs> I yeah. to say about that show. <laughs> the season 1 like really wrecked me. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> man, <laughs> like my heart was just like And she didn't, she didn't get to know like how much, how worthy she was, or she saw in a way of all these things that like hurt her. And so I was like, I want to make affirmation cards to remind people why they matter and all these things. I like put on my social media, like even though I don't have a lot of followers, I'm like, hey, I'm doing a 13 day challenge. Does anyone want to join? And so so I was like, oh, I'll join. So for 13 days, we created 13 different cards, like Mm -hmm. with the art of calligraphy and hand lettering. And we handed these these cards to strangers, to family members, reminding them why they matter. And so these words were 13 words that said, like, you are worthy, you are supportive, you are talented, you, you are unique. And then so at the end of the project, like the 13 days, like, I was like, I love this. Like, I love being able to create with my hands and hand people like a handwritten thing. And like, so that can probably share like an experience, like her being part of that project. So, yeah, that's so funny that you kicked it off to me at that exact moment. Because recently
2: my daughter just, so my daughter's 24 and we were in her car and she pulled out in her side, her whatever middle console. And she had her card because one of the cards from that challenge I gave to her and it was you are beautiful with the note in there and she's like look I still have my card she's like every now and then I pull it out and, as a reminder and it's just so cool to see I mean you know your own daughter um yeah. but can you imagine like your friend or whoever else we gave it to like you know that's how it impacts so beautiful. them yeah so I was just like that's funny because that was just I mean that was super recent was just a couple weeks ago and I was like well that was the whole purpose of the challenge and you know that was what 2 3 years ago. Yeah. Um, 3 so years ago. <laughs> to see that it still has some kind of impact and and ties back to why we created you are.
0: Well, Sherelle and Cynthia, thank you both so much for sharing that and I love what you both are doing and really promoting mental health, you know, in in the recent weeks, at least at the time of this recording, you know, I've been going through therapy and I have been just really like, you know, therapy sometimes feels like a hard workout, you know, because you come out of it just feeling like really exhausted and really drained. And that's okay. You know, that's absolutely okay. And I just think that I feel fortunate now that I think I am surrounded by people who value mental health. Like it's so normal for my girlfriends to be like, yeah, so I was talking to my therapist today and, you know, like it's so, so normal for us. I think like literally like both of the girlfriends I was catching up with yesterday, like they both, you know, we're all in therapy, you know, not because we like have like major issues, but it's like, we just kind of knew. And I think especially during this time of the pandemic, it, it is important to check in with your mental health because I feel like everything about the pandemic is more about... like survival mindset kind of things like you know make sure you stay home make sure you have a mask over your mouth you know like get tested and it's nothing about like how are you feeling you know like check in with one another so it's like it's a lot of work but anyway Yeah. So I think what I was trying to say from that is I feel fortunate to be surrounded with people who value mental health, but I also know that there are still a lot of people in our community who, you know, see mental health as taboo. So I am just super grateful for you both and what you're doing with the UR Collective and just continuing to normalize the conversation of self-care and mental health and everything. So thank you both for that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, cool, cool. All right. (laughs) So, moving on. So, with the Filipino American Woman Project, right now, as we continue to expand the definition, because the more interviews we do, the more we realize, at least for me, like how diverse it is to be a Filipino-American woman. But for the sake of this conversation right now, we define Filipino-American women as individuals who live or have lived in America that are of Filipino descent and identify as female. And we have also had the non-binary narrative on our show as well. And so with that said, I would love for you both to just share a little bit about your family background and why you identify as a Filipino-American woman. Yeah,
2: Yeah. I, I guess I can go first. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, oh I'll go first and up. Yeah, cool. yes, uh, girl.. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> so I think my grandparents and my father both immigrated from the Philippines to Hawaii. And then my grandmother, my mom, and then all our siblings were all born in Hawaii. but we're all of Filipino descent. It was so funny because there's like not a lot that I do know about our history. And so like being, you know, earlier I was talking about it's cool to be able to like immerse into the Panay community, but it's cool for us because Cheryl and I were talking and it's like, well we don't know like, <laughs> you know, a lot of history like of our like Filipino heritage. So it's been cool to learn from like other women in this community. So this morning I started texting my family and I was like, what are we? And they're, they're like, okay, like, your pets are flying and your grandparents are Ilocano. I was like, okay. And <laughs> I was like, well, I was like, are we considered second generation, third generation? So I guess we're third generation, right? Because my grandmother, and my mother, mm. and, then, and then us. Mm-hmm. And then, but as far as like being immersed also in the actual culture, I have a huge family. So my mother was married twice and Surprisingly, like both her husbands are boxers and and both wow. of them are named like Floor. Or my father's name is Floro and then my stepfather's name is Floor. Oh but they're both, wow. both Flor. So it's so funny.
1: She but, had um, a type. Yeah, yeah. She I was gonna say that. Type. <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: she met them both at the boxing ring. So it's like so they're, oh. they're both four. But um That's funny. Yes. Yeah, so my fa- my father has I think he has like whole set of kids or a family in the Philippines, I think before he even came. And he has kids all over the place. (laughs) And then my stepfather has, he had six kids. So when they moved from the Philippines to America, that was like when we got more of like the Filipino culture. So I started to learn more through them. So that was kind of cool. So being, growing up with them kind of helped like immerse us into the Filipino culture, culture. Otherwise it was just like us in Hawaii and it was more like American, Hawaiian background.
0: Yeah. yeah.
3: Well, for me, I am part Filipino, part Chamorro. So my dad's Chamorro, and my mom is Filipino. So I'm mainly more Filipino. But I grew up on my dad's side when my parents got a divorce when I was really young. And all I can remember culturally is the food. <laughs> the really great food. Because my dad remarried my my stepmom, who is my who I call mom. And I would just remember all the food that she would cook when I was young, when I was little. And I was just like, oh, this is so great. Like, I never asked her to teach me. And now that I became a mother years after, I wanted to learn how to make cultural foods like that. And so I brought it into our, our family cooking. And the power of YouTube is so amazing. <laughs> yes, how, how I learned. But I yeah. know it's not the same taste, like, at home. And so I was actually born in the Philippines, but I was like really little because my dad was in the military. So we're just moving around a lot in in pretty much the world. And I ended up in college, I ended up joining a Filipino club. And that's where I really immersed in the culture and the wonderful dances and Just like the costumes and all that, because I never really remember growing up. My parents teach me that and understanding the difference between Ilocano or like, I sound like Americanized, like Tagalog. I I can't even say it. Whatever.
0: Yeah, you (laughs) and me both. Like, it's okay, all we're all remember, in the same boat.
3: <laughs> all I can remember is the food. And when I joined the group, it just opened my eyes to like, what our culture's about? And so that was great, like seeing, being able to be surrounded by people in college of the same culture and like understanding like that, although like there were some people that I knew that didn't, you know, didn't know their culture growing up, but because they joined this group, it was like, it opened their eyes the way it opened my eyes, so That's like the experience that I did was mainly in college and the foods. (laughs) Yeah, I
2: was going to say, I identify a lot with the food. (laughs) Superstitions. I was like, oh my gosh, there's so many. But growing up, I was like, I'm not going to teach my kids these superstitions because it just like (laughs) really like ties you down and like it's so heavy in weight. And, you know, us being like bringing about like wellness awareness, Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not gonna teach them all these superstitions because <laughs> that really like this is counterintuitive. Yeah, yeah. step <laughs> like, on the crack. Don't don't yeah. have your hair wet Just at so- night. Don't throw your hair yes. out the window. I was like, yeah, was like I'm not gonna teach them that. But then I was thinking about it, and I was like, am I like you know that's a part of the culture that I learned. Like that's not to say like that's what Filipino being Filipino is all about. But I was like, is that like am I like killing culture for them because I'm not like carrying those on because i mean i think it was a big thing like even like my steps sisters and brothers when they came over they told us all the stories like you know all the scary stories like as kids they tell you all about like was it the, the lady with the white hair and like
0: back <laughs> and like all oh those different things. So, <laughs> so was, just reminded oh, okay. me of that <laughs>
2: yeah so i was like i'm not, I'm not going to teach that to them but i was like but now am i holding things back from them but they do get the food they do get the food and so, but being older now, I feel like and again, going back to like immersing ourselves into the community to try and learn more about mm-hmm. our culture I've being a mother, it's like, and just seeing the way that the world is now, it's like I feel like we need to go back to that, and I mm-hmm. feel like the next this mm-hmm. generation like there's so much that they don't know, there's so little that I already knew or didn't know that now they know even less, and I yeah. feel like now the culture is just dying Mm. and I don't want that to happen happen so it's like okay immerse myself back into this community learn as much as I can and try to teach them like you know whatever I can to kind of carry that on because I don't want it to die out and so I just hope that you know someday like they'll learn to appreciate you know what it is to be Filipino American I mean they're half Laotian and they're actually more Laos than Filipino so so, yeah, I need to like kick up my game
1: <laughs> and that's <something> for them. <laughs> You're like, I need you to
0: rep me more.
1: <laughs> <laughs> rep And, my I, side. Yeah. and you yeah.
0: know, I, I think I think a lot of I mean, I'm not like a mother. Yeah, I mean, I'm, a, I'm a fur mama, but that's totally different. <laughs> Can't teach him anything. But I just think about, you know, the people we've had on our show, especially mothers, they carry they feel like they have to carry that responsibility of preserving culture. And I think part of our cultural experience is to lean against each other, you know, and like use yeah. the resources that are available, like you don't have to be the expert, you know, the, the Filipino expert, you can, you know, have the aunties, you can have, you know, you can have your girlfriends who are also Filipino, you can go to the, I mean, I know it's a pandemic right now, but the Filipino festivals, you know, and just knowing that that is part of the experience as well Is like, it's not just about you carrying all that weight and responsibility, but leaning against the people who are more maybe invested in that and knowing the history. Like we have our unofficial resident, what do I call them? Our historian. Historian, thank you, mm-hmm. Who we always bring up, I think almost every other episode. I won't mention her name this time though, <laughs> but she knows she knows who she is. But I lean against her because it's like she is going to school. You know, she's the one that's archiving our history. And yeah. it's like, and I like knowing that I know someone like that. I think I think that's part of like our experience in our community or a really promoted community is knowing that you don't have to know it all. You just have to know the right people who know what you don't know. You know, like, I don't know Tagalog. Like, I don't know. I'm supposed to know three other dialects. I know like none of them. (laughs) and I'm okay with that. Like, I'm okay. I'm still Filipino. Like you can't change the color of my skin, you know? So Mm -hmm. that's just something I was thinking about when, as you were sharing, you know, your experiences as a mother and and wanting to preserve a culture for your kids. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I just wanted to add
1: about the Superstitions and stuff that I think a lot of them stem from like Philippine mythology, which is actually really interesting if you take the time to like dive into it, although it's very, very complex and it is very dark like it's not mm-hmm. Kid friendly as what you would consider something should be kid friendly these days, but I think what's beautiful about pages like ours or pages like yours is we're really like redefining what culture means or evolving Mm -hmm. the Filipino Mm -hmm. culture or at least Filipino-American culture and I'm hoping that people will start to dive into that aspect of it more because I think that if we could reframe it to not be to teach mythology or superstitions or whatever in in, from a place that's Mm -hmm. not like trying to instill fear or shame or Mm -hmm. guilt for doing, you know, if you step on the crack or whatever, (laughs) (laughs) you know, then it could be really cool to learn about and they could probably be used as teachable tools for kids, but we just have to find a way to make it like appropriate, I guess. Yeah, I Um, love
0: that. I love that. Yeah. 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 And I think one thing I want to add is, you know, I, I do understand like the importance of you know, preserving tradition or, you know, like, I guess talking about superstition. At the same time, it's like, it's also thinking of uh, what you mentioned, Ani, about like evolving our culture. I just think that like, if I were to have kids, I don't want to teach them oppressive things from our culture. You know, like I don't mm-hmm. want I don't <laughs> want them to feel like they can't go to sleep with their hair wet or else they'll wake up blind. You know, like yeah. like I don't <laughs> I, I don't want to like raise my kids based off of fear. <laughs> you yeah. know, that's that's just yeah. me. And I think maybe the the trick or the strategy is to, you know, present certain parts of our culture at certain stages of kids' lives, you know, like maybe the ones that they can maybe handle a little bit more later in life, where it's like, hey, like if you, you know, growing up, I could have told you this, I could have told you not to step on the cracks or else. But now I'm telling you this story and why this story exists to begin with, you know, is to keep our kids in order. (laughs) Because back then, you (laughs) know, it it was, there's just a lot of things back then that are so different to us today, especially as, as Americans, where you know, you're, you're not allowed to do certain things, to your kids out here. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so that's sort of what I was thinking about.
3: Yeah, I want to add a little too, because like, for me, I would ask my grandparents their story of like how they grew up. And I really found value in like, just asking like, you're someone like older about their story and like, what they went through, they were young. So like me being able to like, I did that when I was older. I wasn't so, like, mindful when I was younger. But Mm -hmm. as I got older and became a mother, I was like, I want to know more about my culture. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, I'm part Chamorro, part Filipino. But I was able to grab, like, stories from my, my grandfather and stories from my grandmother. And... My kids are mixed. They are Filipino, Chamorro, and Korean, and so I would love for them to know like each aspect of value of each culture in their bloodline. And I right. think, although like now like we're redefining the culture, like the thing that I that really has really stuck with me are the stories and the family dynamics of it. Like just embracing, um, just love in certain ways and like for my family specifically it was just like it was about family and sticking together mm-hmm. and like it reminds me of this podcast like you, you utilize the stories and we're sticking together and we're listening to it and it gives a different like that kind of perspective that every person has something valuable to share has something that brings out light through like the way they lived and mm-hmm. that's just like I just see the value in that and I love like when Suzette was like immersed in that culture and allowing for me my kids to immerse in the different aspects of like their bloodline but yeah Mm -hmm.
2: yeah (laughs) yeah I I just want to like encourage people to do like like what Sherelle did like you know ask your family members like what their history is like what they went through and like this is not really well it's not a Filipino story but like so my kids are half Laotian and we had asked my husband's side of the family, like their history, like how they came here. And oh gosh, mm. the story was just like crazy, like the communists came and then they, you know, everyone was being killed and they had to like oh go, go through, um, yeah. like pack all their belongings one day and pay someone to like take them and tour them across the, the river. And they had to go oh through the gosh. river and hold their belongings above their head. And oh then my they had like, to get to the mm. camp wow. and just, oh, they had to like, they hitchhiked onto this like cargo truck that they had to hide under and then there's like inspections and there's just all kinds of stuff and then they finally get to the camp and then there's like a bunch of people and you you know you have to wait to like see uh whoever the people to like register you to come to america and i think that they only allow certain people like a certain amount of people but for some reason they let the whole family in there was some his family is huge but so they let the whole family in, and it's funny because they had my husband's little sister with them, and the the like Americans or whoever was processing them, like they were just so like you know the baby, the baby's so cute, and so his family was like, yeah, the whole time we're just like, yeah, just look at the baby, just look at the baby, we're like best to go to America. So they were like, they were Love like, it. oh, so you get to come to America because of the little sister? Because your baby's
1: cute.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So it was just funny because they were just like, oh, but their story was so like, I mean, there's so much more in that story. And there's so much danger, so much death, so much sacrifice. And and then even the stories when they got here and like having to immerse into, you know, school and not even speaking English. And Mm. so I was just like, you know, I did that with my mom once for a project I had to do for, I think it was middle school, but just to hear their story, it's just amazing, and then you think about our stories. Like, what? I don't have a story. Boring. Uh, yeah, anything <laughs> yeah. like that? Yeah. When uh, you think about your kids, it's like, what's your story? You were born. Your parents bought you an iPad, and
0: you know, <laughs> yeah, it was set up for you. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Our lives are so boring compared to
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> compared to like yeah. our
0: parents. No, That's those true. stories are yeah. filled
1: with so much like wisdom about you know where your family came from that you really don't learn how or why to appreciate until you Mm -hmm. hear them and Mm -hmm. i feel like i just love that the moms of our generation or like our time era that we're living through right now are so concerned about even if they weren't connected to their culture before about connecting with it and finding people that can help them connect with it now so that they can pass that down to our kid or their kids. Sorry, I don't have kids yet, but (laughs) to their kids, because I feel like the next generation is going to be so like Mm -hmm. culturally strong and Mm -hmm. whatever that's going to mean, because, you know, like I said, we're in the process of, redefining what Filipino American culture means and what it encompasses. And so I just can't wait to see how they um, kind of carry the torch on, you know, when, as we get older.
0: Yeah, fantastic. (laughs) Yeah, thank you both so much for just being thorough about like your background, like you both are. I mean, I'm like the most basic person here right now because I'm full Filipino. (laughs) Like all y'all are like, all y'all are mixed and you have mixed kids. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm just Filipino. (laughs) I don't got anything interesting to say. I can't even speak Tagalog. It's my life right now. But thank you. Thank you. It's just another example. And I hope that this is also inspiring to our listeners to know, like, how diverse, like, really, really diverse our community is, and it's just beautiful, and and it, it, even for me, it just reminds me to be like, yeah, like, this is why we're doing this show, because it's just, like, we have such a beautiful community, and Suzette, what you were saying earlier about, like, how there's this whole community online that you didn't know of, like, I felt the same way, too, like, when I started this project, because I mean, I started because I like intentionally wanted to run into more people that were like me. And I felt like I wasn't experiencing that at the current reality of my life at that time. And long and behold, here we are like 65 plus episodes later, probably 70 plus by the time we, this, this interview comes out. And it's like, wow, like we were all there. We were just hiding. <laughs> like everyone was just yeah. hiding. <laughs> or, or you had to like ask around. You're like, do you know someone? Or, you know, it's like, we're just hiding. Like we just don't, you know, like we're all so humble. I think about yeah. like who we are. And so I just hope that the show really brings out, you know, all of our voices and encourages us and also instills a sense of responsibility for us to show up and share our stories. So, you know, again, just thank you both so much for what you're doing with the UR Collective. And. And even what you're doing on the show today and adding to our project.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think to add to like what you are saying is like, you know, where were we all, but we're all showing up now and we're all like doing things. (laughs) And so (laughs) it's interesting to see like how much we're all, you know, doing things. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I (laughs)
0: agree. I second that. (laughs) So typically for this part, I usually ask two separate questions, but because we are in a very unique time in history AKA COVID 19 pandemic, social distancing, you know, very culturally sensitive landscape, et cetera, et cetera. I would love for you both, and you know, you can take turns on this to give us a snapshot of your life today. And what do you feel like is like the biggest lesson you've learned in the recent months, like really in 2020 (laughs) so far? So take a minute to think about that and let me know who wants to go first. Okay.
2: (laughs) I think Sherelle knows like, And I I think everybody that I talk to, like the biggest thing that I'm going through right now with COVID is just like really owning to be still. Mm. And I feel like, you know, with everything going on and with like what we stand for, I've kind of like taken a step back and I I really kind of just dropped everything just because, I mean, COVID has just been... I don't know how to explain it, but I know everybody's feeling it, you know, it's just like yeah. uncertainty. It's just overwhelming. It's, it's oh yeah, overwhelming. Mm-hmm. At first I was like, oh, okay, like we got this time off, like, but what's going on, you know, this the uncertain part. And then as it was going through, it's like, okay, well now let's just like take this time to chill or like, you know, and then as it was continuing, it's like, okay, well, like, when's it going to end? And like, maybe I should right. start doing stuff. But for me, I feel like I was going through that roller coaster, but I was also still working. So like my work for me has just been so busy during COVID mm. that I almost feel not resentful, but I'm, I'm kind of like, hey, like I didn't get that break or I didn't get that time off. And I don't see, you know, like, like the stillness in it that I should be able to have. And so I've really been trying to hone in on that stillness during this time and just be like in my own mind and just take care of like my own self, which is funny, not funny, but you know, like we're all about like community and like helping other women bring about awareness. But sometimes, you know, you have to take care of yourself before you can take care of others. And so Mm -hmm. I feel like that time this time right now is that for me, so like, you know, when you're talking about like your dynamic with Nani and like you guys trying to figure out like, who's going to do what, or like, you know, if Nani's going to speak later, I kind of feel that way with Sherelle. Like, yeah, we want to do stuff. I want to do stuff, but I'm also in this space where I just need to like, take go, five. And, yeah, yeah, take five and go in, even though it's been like a couple months.
0: Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> That's okay. Whatever five means for you.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and
2: So I was just talking to someone else and I was like, I don't know if I just continue this throughout the year. I mean, I don't know how, how long COVID is, but. I'm really like struggling to try to, cause you know, we can say we're, we're going to be still or we're going to be quiet or we're going to, you know, take a rest, but there's still a lot going on in your head.
0: Yeah. That, like,
2: oh, but then, you know, when I get out of this, I got to do this. I got to do this. i got to do this. I've been a big advocate of really, really trying to literally be still mm. and literally be like quiet. And I think I was telling Cheryl the other day, like, it's like closing the door. Like I'm, you know, I think this whole time that I've been talking about this, I kind of had the door cracked open. Mm. So I haven't been, you know, being able to be still in the moments that I said, like, you know, this is what I'm going to do, because I've I've had the door cracked open, and I'm still letting things in, and and it's still overwhelming me. Mm -hmm. So I think like this time, this pandemic, it's just been a crazy time. And it's like, you know, we just don't really know what we're doing with ourselves. And we think we have this idea, like, I thought I had this idea that, Oh, I'm going to be still, I'm going to be just like focusing on myself, but there's still so many outside influences. So I'm yeah. still working on that, like still trying to, to block yeah. it off, but still be available.
3: Mm. like how do you do that I don't know yeah I think that's exactly
2: our
1: dilemma with like being on our Instagram page Mm -hmm. or at least for me because I used to manage that I mean I still manage the Instagram page I'm just not on there as much because like Jen said we're practicing healthy boundaries and all but even when you are trying to like close that door and just say okay look I need a minute, you know, it's mm-hmm. like in the back of your head, you're always thinking about, like you said, okay, well, when I'm done with my minute, <laughs> you know, I still yeah. have to do A, B, C, D. There's still people, you know, on that page looking at it, expecting us to post and things like that. So I totally yeah. get that. And I've also been describing that to Jen for the last few weeks as well as like, I just don't want to do anything, <laughs> you know, like I can't, as much as I'm trying to use this time to get still and to reflect and redirect my focus it's like I can't because there's all these outside influences like you said like pulling on my attention at all times
0: yeah Um, and to like to add upon what Nani said I was recently just I'm already like rolling my eyes thinking about it but I was like recently reminded that I should meditate more and mm -hmm. I don't like meditating okay I'm just I'm just gonna like put it out there I don't like it (laughs) 'Cause I, I mean one, I don't entirely understand it, so that's on me. I get that. But just like literally sitting there and doing nothing. Like and I I've told you, Nani, I I even had like the guided meditations that you like mm-hmm. pull up on YouTube and it tells you how to meditate. And I'm and like I was I was joking with a friend, I was like, last time I heard one of those, I put it on two times speed because I wanted to know <laughs> how to meditate. They were that's taking not forever. the point, Jen. <laughs> they were taking they're like, they're like, Okay, breathe in, you know, breathe out. Okay, just think think about like, you know, you're in a full and blah 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 and I was like okay well what's next you know I just like speed it up and I'm just I'm like the worst at it right now I understand that I'm pretty sure that's where a lot of my anxiety comes from but it's like <laughs> it's so hard to do it and yeah. something's gonna give and I probably will eventually like submit to doing it but until then like I, I know how you feel Suzette like with like just trying to be still because it's like I think right now with everything that's going on, I, I do feel a sense of responsibility to keep showing up and, and mm. do more things. And there are people who are hungry for content. They're hungry for inspiration. And, you know, especially with the show too, I feel very responsible for making sure we get an episode out once a week. You know, it's like some people are waiting for that. You know, they're looking forward to that. And so, yeah, we don't have an answer. I mean, you know, this is an open discussion. So to any of our listeners, yeah. if you have the answer, text us, <laughs> let us know. How did you yes. do? It you know, without <laughs> meditating, because I will not do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, I, I want to check in with Sherelle as well. So, Sherelle, yeah. how, how are you? Like, what's what's going on right now? And tell us a little bit about what's going on with your life today and what's the biggest lesson you've learned so far in
3: 2020? In I really feel like I've learned a lot of lessons within like COVID. Um, like so that says there's roller coaster feelings, and I'm sure that everyone else has been in that roller coaster feeling. Mm-hmm. And for me. My biggest lesson is to be openly present because, um, since we started working from home, like my husband, he works for a school mm-hmm. and he's mm-hmm. been working his butt off for the past seven years. And when schools closed down, he could not work. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. were having the Yeah. We were having this discussion like in bed and I was like, this is crazy. Cause he was like, this is crazy like I've been working for my whole life three jobs 7 years the past 7 years to provide for the family and now that my life is on pause he was like I want to be more present in my in the kids life
0: yeah
3: and even though I'm still working I notice myself doing the busy things and not being present in the moment mm-hmm. where I'm just like I'm doing something, but I'm thinking about something else. Oh, oh, I have to get this done, but it, like something else is on my mind. And it's just yeah. like, I feel like this is the world right now yeah. where everything, everything is like, oh, I got to do this. I got to check this off, check the da-da-da. And so for me, like, it was just two days ago where we decided to go to the park and I decided to leave my phone. I was like, I'm just putting my phone on the charger and my husband in two just walked to the park. And it was a beautiful sunset outside and I gestured, like putting my hand in my pocket to take that picture. Mm-hmm. And then wow. I was like, wait,
0: you're I like, uh. have,
3: <laughs> I don't have my phone. <laughs> but in that moment, I was like, wow, I like, we're so used to grabbing our so phones, taking a picture, recording, yeah. doing all these things, everything. documenting. Yeah, right? it's true. When it's true. Like we don't present. remember to yeah. live it. Yeah, exactly. And so that's where I really been. And it's just the openly present in my relationships in uh, my marriage, in my own self, and in my friendships and stuff, and so, like, like you guys were talking about social media, like UI Collective has been on a pause for that. And Suzette so mm-hmm. and I had this conversation where, where it's like we don't always have to keep posting, 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 posting. Like right. maybe we can just be authentic and create more heartfelt content that comes, right? You know, that just comes in that moment. And yes. so we're in that we're in that process of like what is your collective right now in covid. Like we haven't really been posting much and stuff and I don't pr- post much personally because what I've been doing behind the scenes was is writing journal prompts where I allow 5 minutes to pray, 5 minutes to just journal my thoughts and then 5 minutes to just like be grateful, praise and and I just been writing like that's how I've been openly present is writing the emotions that I'm struggling with writing the emotions that I that are challenging and also seeing the blessings with these challenges like picking out the little gratitudes that we don't always see every day and yeah. so that's like writing's my thing and so I noticed myself like I do calligraphy and I love crafting things but I couldn't get in that that part to just like create yeah yeah Yeah. and you think creativity is like you're you're drawing and all this but what it opened my eyes was like creativity can just be me writing creativity can just be in a way where I'm connecting to the inner part of my being and being mindful and being present and so that's just like something I've been learning like whoever's listening here like don't worry about like the to-do list or just checking it off like where can you win in your relationships where can you win in yourself where can you find the wins and also be aware of like how you're feeling but don't get stuck there like I always feel like just learn to thrive and learn to just be present and yeah
2: yeah I feel like that kind of ties into like what I'm going through because like Cheryl and I had that discussion I was like oh I found this thing called journal therapy and you know because I'm trying to be still I'm trying to like you know go deep and trying to do those things but the fact that I you know recommended it and then i haven't yeah. even had a chance to sit down and write <laughs> but that, that Sherelle is like thriving in that like that's like the perfect example of like you know you know you need to try and be intentional in like you know like closing the door and then like doing like what what i suggested that like what Sherelle is doing and therefore she's thriving in that and so like a part of me is like oh, i wish like I took my own advice, <laughs> but, but it's that's exactly what I'm talking about. like it's hard to you know you could tell yourself to do these things and you could tell other people to do them, but it's just so hard to like try and implement it and like you know just be intentional like you know to meditate, like be intentional about taking that you know one breath at a time and so. But I'm just—I just love hearing like how Shirelle is thriving with that journal therapy. So yeah, so
1: <laughs> yeah, I really love that five-five-five practice that you're doing because I think we hear that all the time, right? Be present, be present, and
2: mm-hmm. after
1: a while, you're like, well, what the hell does that mean? How do I? Right. How do I be present? Like, what do I actually do? And so I think that that's a great, like, tangible exercise for folks to yeah. try especially, you know, if you or someone in your family, like your husband, whose jobs are up in the air right now, essentially, because of the pandemic, it's really hard to lean into that uncertainty when you really don't know what's going to happen. And it's, quite literally, like your lives are at stake. This is your job. Mm -hmm. This is what you've been doing for the past decade, you know? So what are those people going to do if they can't return back to their jobs like normal? So that can be really distracting and make it really hard to be present. So I love that you outlined like a specific actual exercise that people can Mm -hmm. try. I think that's really helpful.
3: Thank you. And I also feel like someone else does this, but not in writing. It's like a video prompt. Or where you just talk it out. So I think Jen, that might be great for you. Like five minutes, I'm gonna
0: say this. Oh, this. let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, she's good uh, at that. She's good at that. <laughs> I have many. I have many journals. I have many journals. I have a written journal. I have my notepad journal on my phone. I have a private vlog that no one will ever know about. Ooh. But yeah, that's, cool. that's like new. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you didn't know that, Donnie? Okay, well. No, no, I did not. No one will find it. <laughs> it's not under my name. You can't find it. But anyway, what I love about this vlog that you all will never find is <laughs> I basically do, like, <laughs> I basically do, like, Facebook Live, like, interviews to myself. So, like, I'll just, like, turn on Facebook Live and just start talking. And I find that so helpful. And there's this other app I use. It's called Otter. I'll probably include it in the show notes, but you literally could just talk into it and it like transcribes like as you're talking. Mm -hmm. So like if you kind of, and actually that's how I put together my my presentation for PodFest to be honest. Like I was trying to figure out like what I wanted the heart of my presentation to be. So I just started talking and then I copied and pasted those, you know, the transcription into my presentation notes. But yeah, I have a lot of ways, but like the one thing I just can't do is nothing. I can't do nothing. I have <laughs> <laughs> so. So, I can't do that. Like, y'all, I just can't, like, I have to keep moving. being still is not Jen's thing. (laughs) Yeah, that's not, that's not my thing right now, and I'm okay with it. Please don't try to help me. (laughs) This is like, maybe just think of me and be like, Jen, are you taking a break? Are you doing something? Like, I was like, no, because even yesterday, when I, like, when, my moment to be still, I decided to drink. So, I don't know if I have a problem. Y'all, please don't be worried about me. (laughs) yeah yesterday was, was
2: fun anyway <laughs> like, it really helps good. gives us like perspective like I love that you said that you do the vlog because you know even though I recommended the journal therapy to Sherelle like I haven't had a chance to like sit down and you know write like physically like yeah. sit down and open a notebook so I think like just finding other ways that works for you so like yeah I, I do like like having thoughts and just like being able to sort it out so maybe doing like the the otter app or something would be Mm -hmm. more helpful to me than yeah you know trying to just wreck my brain or like hurt myself thinking like you know i don't have time to to do this exactly Yeah. yeah
0: like literally one time i was like driving and i just turned it on i started talking and then later I could review what I said. And the cool part too, what I like about it, I, I'm like, I am gonna, I guess this is going to be one of our sponsors for today. <laughs> so honor AI. I'm, it's going to be in the show notes in case you guys are interested. But anyway, so what I like about it is like, yes, it's one thing to write it out, but it's another thing to like, hear yourself when you wrote it out you know Mm -hmm. because like you can go back like one thing I like about going back to it is I get to hear my tone at that time and like how I was really feeling because it's you know it's one thing to read it it's another thing to hear it right so the cool thing with otter is that you have the opportunity to do both you can like read what you were saying and you can you know re-listen to it and just like with the podcast you can speed up the audio too if you don't want to like because like I pause a lot I'm like so today I, uh, you know, <laughs> like, like these long pauses. I was thinking this today and, uh, you know, and so like, the good thing about like speeding it up is I don't have to like listen to myself, just like have these long pauses. Anyway, that's something I'll share with you guys, even via email too, if you're interested in that. But yeah, I feel like, and, and obviously this is so fitting because you both are the co-founders of You Are Collective. I think it's really good that we're, you know, wrapping up with this mental health kind of talk and like finding ways to you know, to vent or have an outlet or to, you know, reflect and really document this time. So thank you both so much for that. I know that we can, we could obviously talk forever, yeah. but you know, all good things should eventually come to the end, I'd like to believe. So for both of you, why don't you share, for people that are moved by this conversation and they want to connect with you and they want to learn more about You Are Collective, how can they do that? How can they find you guys online?
3: They can find us on Instagram at your collective. So it, you without, have collective. The eye. With, without the I, in collective, so that's how you can find us, and then our personal accounts is just like Suzette, and then me it's Creal C R E A dot E-L-L-E. But yeah, just basically through our social media. I'm
2: <laughs> currently not
3: on social media, but
0: yeah, you yeah. Can- <laughs> <just be> <laughs> like, message me and I'll get I it later." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, but
2: I'm just it's not like, gonna be there.
0: <laughs> yeah. So to our listeners, just understand, you know, that if they don't, if they don't respond, that's why, and that's okay. Yes. But the important thing is to follow up, and you know, maybe when there's a time when they're back yeah. on social media, they'll respond. <laughs> I'm pretty, pretty responsive. You know, <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. Perfect. Perfect.
0: <laughs> <laughs> awesome, well, yeah, I think that's it. I think this is a great time to wrap up. I just want to check in with both of you and see if you have any any final closing thoughts for our listeners.
2: Yeah, I love this whole conversation that we had. I mean, we didn't know how it was going to end up, but um the just the course that it took, and I just feel like like one of the big takeaways in this whole talk was just you know to having having that different perspective, having that openness of knowing like what works for you and just to right. give yourself grace. That, that's like one of my yes. big things is like, give yourself grace, give others grace, especially during these times, because, you know, everyone's going through something different, even though we're, we're all in the same thing, we're all reacting differently to it. So I just think like grace is a big thing, but just continually learning, learning about like our p background, learning about wellness awareness, and just how to like better be present in this community.
3: Yeah. And I also have to add too is to just to connect with people in your circle or even on social media, because that was like a big thing with Suzette and I. We just connected together and just had a conversation. And so having that conversation with someone and connecting them at a deeper level, it can also help with like being mindful and your mental health because like maybe the conversation can bring up like, wow, I didn't know you were going through this. Mm -hmm. Like I can kind of relate to that. So reach out to someone, honestly, and just have a conversation via Zoom, FaceTime, and be openly present in this, in this season.
0: Beautiful. Uh, well, Suzette and Sherelle, wow, it's been an absolute pleasure having you both. I feel like we should just like have like another time just to talk, but until then, <laughs> <laughs> yes. until then, thank you both so much for joining us. Nani, any closing thoughts from you? Just wanted to
1: echo what Sherelle just said and encourage you all to reach out whether you feel like you need support or whether you feel like you have reached a point where you have the capacity to support others. There's a lot of need in our community for support. So let's
0: all do that for each other. Fantastic. All right, to our listeners, if you feel compelled to reaching out to us and you were moved by this conversation, remember you can text message us at 415-484-8329 or find us on social media. We'll respond when we are ready <laughs> or join our newsletter community. So with that said, we wanna thank you all so much for listening. We hope that you got a lot out of today. Until then, we look forward to being with you in the next episode. Until then, take care and reach out if you need us. Bye, see you Goodbye. guys next time. Goodbye, thank you.
3: Thank you for having us. <laughs> thank you for being here.